You're listening to Becoming Her, the podcast for becoming the best version of yourself. Join us every Wednesday as we dive deep into different topics and help you discover your full potential. Hey guys, it's Brooke here today and we're going to be talking about setting social media boundaries. I think that this is a really important topic because whether we want to admit it or not, social media plays a huge role in all of our lives. It's constantly bombarding us with photos of other people's lives in these curated and idealistic forms of what their lives actually look like. We're faced with so many outlets of comparison and when we open ourselves to the vulnerability that is associated with posting, we're opening ourselves to criticism. I'm sure we've all seen the hateful comments that are left on people's posts. I mean, usually they're well-known people that receive these comments in large amounts, but There's something about hiding behind the screen, hiding behind the phone that gives people a sense of anonymity and almost diminishes any sense of responsibility for the words that you're saying. These are real people and your words have a real emotional impact on these people. I think it's important to almost take a step back and Take a more real-life approach, if you will, to your social media. We're simply not designed to know this much about other people's lives. And let alone the fact that these lives presented to us are curated. They're a facade or an expression of creativity or an expression of self. They're not real. The only real version that you're going to see of someone is meeting them in real life and forming your own impression of them based on what they present to you in real life. So I think that the best approach to going about social media in this more real life way is to pare down your following. I often see the quote that your diet isn't just what you eat, it's what you consume in all forms. And what you consume via social media and other types of medias does play a big role in your mental health. Limiting the sources of influence on these social platforms is going to help you narrow in on the things that you actually want to see and help get rid of the influences that might make you feel like you want to compare yourself to others, that might make you feel like you're not good enough. I know that social media has created an image that it's normal to be 20 years old and a millionaire and it's not. (laughs) That's not the reality. Sure, it's possible, of course. But is that something for you to look at and aim for? And then when you don't make it, you feel inadequate because it's being presented to you in a way that looks like a lot of people have it and that it's easy to obtain. So I think a nice general rule of thumb is to unfollow people who aren't in your life currently. And I don't believe there's any shame in unfollowing people that aren't in your life anymore. You're not unfollowing them in real life. (laughs) There's still people, you still have a relationship with them. Social media is a facade. It's not real. And 
if someone is hurt by you unfollowing them, they should honestly just speak up about it, but they need to realize that it's not real life. And if it does feel a little bit too awkward to unfollow someone in particular, then I would recommend just muting them and they're out of sight, out of mind. I mute most of my following and I don't have a huge following list. Frankly, I don't want to have a lot of new content to be viewed. I don't want to be stuck in a cycle of viewing all of that new content and staying on my phone for longer than I should. I don't want to put myself in a position where I know I'm going to be comparing myself to certain people. And that'll bring me to some nice questions that you can ask yourself when you're going through this unfollowing process. So I think it's good to have a think about whether or not this person's content is associated with positive energy or negative energy. Do they often post to brag or to show off or do they post excessively in general? Do you actually have a relationship with them and you are actually interested in their life? And if not, then why do you want to follow this person? What kind of value are they bringing to your phone every day? Any time you spend consuming social media is valuable time, so you should treat it like that. This is all particularly important when it comes to following influencers. I think it's great to try and steer away from following models because you unconsciously thought, oh, she's pretty, I should follow her. <laughs> and instead, have more of a focus on sources of influence that bring positivity to your day and encompass content surrounding your hobbies or self-betterment or things within that vein. Instagram recently came out with a favorites option that they're rolling out and I think that that's a great addition. You can add your favorite accounts that you want to see prioritized above the rest and that could be your close friends, your close family and that'll bring all of the quality content from the people you love to the forefront. I'd also like to say that it's important to question why you're posting certain things online. Are you posting for attention? Are you posting a story for a certain person to respond or see? I know I see a lot of people do that. Are you posting tons of stories every day detailing the ins and outs of your life? <laughs> I think I might sound a little harsh here, but I'm just going to tell it how it is and I don't think people care. I don't think you should be posting that much because it can look attention-seeking and people don't really care. <laughs> I've noticed most girls do this when they're single and wanting attention. But just remember that there is beauty in the mystery. Having a sense of mystery can be really attractive. People want to get to know you personally. You don't need to post all day every day as you're attempting to show people what you want them to think you are. Okay, my next tip would be to try and limit just phone use in general, especially in the morning. Right as you wake up, you shouldn't be checking your phone. Sure, if you have to turn off an alarm. It's so valuable to use that first 30 minutes to an hour if you can without a phone. Or at least just try and have human thoughts before you grab this device when you're transitioning from sleep to waking. Just aim to have human thoughts and really turn inward and think, okay, how am I feeling today? What do I have on for the day? 
How do I feel about it? Try and use that time effectively to focus on yourself. And that's going to slingshot you forwards because instead of opening up your phone and focusing on other people's lives as they presented it to you, you're focusing on yourself. I will say that I've recently been in routine of putting a YouTube video on in the background with my phone face down. And as I get ready, I'll listen to some kind of motivational video or educational video or podcast. And I've been particularly loving the Abraham Hicks interviews on YouTube. And that's been the best way to prime myself for the day and put me in the right state of mind and operating on that higher frequency that I want to and approach the day in a positive light. I'd really recommend trying that out, swapping, using your phone in bed for getting up, getting ready and listening to something in the background that's going to help prime you for the day. And another great start to the morning is of course to spend time in silence and reflection. So journaling, meditating, just being alone with your thoughts. And I think that you'll find that you approach the day with a totally different mindset. The next tip is to add the screen time widget to your home screen and set app limits. So I set my app limits just for my social apps. I like to select them manually because there are some that I'd like to leave out from there that I use for more educational things. But having that in front of your face every time you open your phone and seeing how many hours you've spent on your phone is a real game changer and it keeps you accountable and it almost makes you feel guilty for spending an excessive amount of time on on your phone or on those apps. And I like to set my social media time limit to an hour. So combined with all of those selected apps, I only have an hour a day. And obviously I use it for things like this podcast. That adds up, but... Try and decide on a time limit for yourself that is a good goal but also realistic at the same time because you don't want to start cheating yourself and just bypassing the limit. (laughs) I also think it's really cool if you try and change your perspective around social media and phone use and almost think about it like you're just looking at a blank screen all day so all of those hours that you're just sitting around staring at this phone is you literally staring at this blank screen how is that adding to your life what is that taking away from your life if you decided to put down the phone and be more present how many free hours would you have in the day and what would you finally have time to do Would you finally feel less stressed and less busy? I think that you'd realize that it's not that you're too busy, it's that your time management isn't in line with your goals. Because we all have the same 24 hours in the day, but we don't all sit and waste those precious hours, numbing our brains with all of this content that we're probably not even going to remember. The next thing that I'd like to mention is to consider having at least one offline day a month. I love doing this on Sundays. You can just tell friends that you're offline today and off your phone in general even and that you might not be responsive and you can put your phone on airplane mode, leave it in a drawer and do whatever you want and just be with yourself. Slow down life a little bit. 
Mia always loves to say romanticize your life. Drive to the beach and read a book without your phone. Use your brain. Get there without the maps. Some people might say, oh, but it's so unsafe if I don't have my phone. And I think it's important to remember that phones weren't always around. People didn't always live like this. People did fine without them. And you can too. And it's just one day. You don't have to drive anywhere if you don't want to, if you don't feel safe. But just really take this day to get in the right mind frame and be present and get back to yourself without all the distraction. I like to take this a bit further and often I will actually deactivate my accounts because I'm not always super self-disciplined if I'm taking a social media detox, but I find that if I actually deactivate my account, I am far more less likely to try and go on it again and to actually fulfill the duration that I've set. Maybe you might try and do a social media detox for three days or two weeks or a month or even more. You might try and take a year off social media and see what that does to your life. I can guarantee you that it will completely rewire your brain, rewire your motivation and your self-discipline and you'll find yourself starting to look at other people and almost judging them and thinking, why do they waste all this time on social media because it doesn't really add any value to your life? If you're worried about what other people might think that you've just disappeared and they don't know where you've gone then you can just post something on your story and say, hey guys, I'm going offline for this amount of time. I just need a break and text me (laughs) instead of DMing me. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's the best approach because I don't do that and people think that something's wrong. (laughs) And I just come back and they're like, oh, like I was like trying to message you, but your account was gone. So that's probably the best way to go about it. I hope that this episode has brought you a new perspective to apply to your online life. This is a topic that I am really passionate about. I do love social media and the connectedness that it provides, the sources of inspiration and the outlet for creativity. But at the same time, it can also be a black hole for your time, your attention and even your mental health, which is why I think it's really important that you take control instead of being passive and try and create a healthy relationship with social media and your phone in general. Use it as a tool. We're in a period of time where we're so technologically advanced, the most in, in history, and I think that we're all learning to navigate this time. Our lives are being pushed more and more online, especially since the pandemic. And that's brought a lot of positives, but also a lot of negatives. So please just try and take the control back into your own hands and be as intentional as possible with your time online. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We would really appreciate it if you could leave a review or rate the show. You can find us on any media at Becoming Her Pod. We'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye! <laughs>